Right now, we're going to welcome on our next on guest. We've got Brandon Weissman joining us to talk about some interesting proposals to some rules going on. Brandon, thanks for being here. And we're talking now about the FMCSA potentially linking a carrier safety rating to their CSA score. This makes sense in concept. Does it make sense in reality, though? Yeah, well, thanks for having me. Um, yeah, this is not the first time that the FMCSA has uh, hinted at doing this. They tried to do this back in 2016. Uh, for those familiar with the current safety rating process, we have a three-tier system. Motor carriers that have been investigated or audited by the FMCSA have one of three safety ratings, satisfactory, conditional, or unsatisfactory. These are important ratings because they dictate whether motor carriers get to keep doing business or not. If you get an unsatisfactory rating coming out of a DOT audit, then you get shut down fleet-wide. So these are the lifeblood of regulated motor carriers. And to this point, uh, it takes an audit to get a safety rating, which means that the DOT actually has to come in and look at your records. And then based on the violations they find in those records, then they issue the safety rating. The, the issue with that, according to the FMCSA, is that there are so many regulated motor carriers out there, 700,000 plus at this point, that the FMCSA just doesn't have the manpower to get out and audit any significant percentage of those carriers. And so what that means is that a, a huge percentage of the motor carrier population in our country is currently unrated. They have no safety rating at all. So the idea back in 2016, and again, just this week, uh, just past week, is that is there a better way for the FMCSA to to uh, issue these types of safety fitness determinations to a greater population of the regulated motor carriers? And the way that they have proposed that in the past and that they are doing now is to potentially tie it to their CSA scores. Um, I have some concerns with it, but it is what it is for now. Brandon, looking at it, obviously, you, you put it well, the fact that the FMCSA just doesn't have the manpower to do this uh, in terms of covering all these things. Was this really the best option they could possibly come up with in terms of, you know, trying to do that? I mean, we've heard, uh, you know, in other areas, in other industries, say, for instance, random drug testing among athletes. All of a sudden, you don't know when somebody's going to knock on your door. It, it, could that be something? Or is this something that you simply, the FMCSA simply does not have the manpower at all to go after and to get uh, as many uh, of these ratings as possible. Yeah, clearly they need to do something to be able to reach a greater population of their regulated motor carriers. Tying it to CSA scores, though, is problematic in my view. And it was, you know, in 2016, it reached the the notice of proposed rulemaking stage. It's important to keep in mind that what came out last week was just an advanced notice of proposed rulemaking where the FMCSA essentially says, hey, we're thinking about doing this and then is soliciting comments from the public. So that's where we're at now. So we don't even have a proposed rule. We have uh, a notice from the agency indicating what they are thinking about doing and what they are thinking about doing is, again, tying it to CSA scores. My concern with with doing that, and this was, uh, this was uh, some of the issues that were raised in that 2016 rulemaking, is namely that there have been studies over the years of, of CSA scores and that system more broadly and whether it actually um, predicts the worst performing motor carriers. Does it do a good job of identifying the worst performing motor carriers? And there have been real concerns about its ability or inability to do that over the years. One of my biggest concerns is the lack of 
a real due process available to motor carriers who get tagged with violations in the CSA system. So folks who know the system now know that the data cues system is the way that you appeal erroneous violations that get put on your CSA scores after a roadside inspection. And unlike citations or tickets that you may get if you're a commercial driver, there's real there is no real appeal process for that data cue system. So if I'm a driver or a motor carrier and I get an hours of service violation put on my CSA scores and I appeal that through the data cue system, it goes right back to the very same state agency and often the same officer that wrote up that violation to begin with. And that's who decides your appeal. It, you, there's nowhere to go after that. There's no court system. There's no uh, appellate board or anything like that. It ends right there, potentially with that same officer that wrote up the violation. So you can see how that plays out. If we were to start to tie a motor carrier safety rating, again, it's lifeblood to the CSA scores without any real due process available to, the, to them to challenge potentially erroneous violations that can cause real trouble. And it can also cause trouble on the officer side of things, right? It makes things very difficult or honestly, sometimes almost unwilling for some of these officers to want to report if they know that they're going to have to now be involved in a secondary due process for it, right? It's then it's kind of that double-edged sword is that if you make this a little tighter, it goes, it's more difficult on both sides of the coin. When we're looking at a it potential is. solution for this instead, Brandon, is there something that you think works better? Is there maybe a middle ground where it's not so stressful on the carrier, but it is still also providing a, a good knowledge of safety for folks who are maybe looking to use them? Yeah, personally, I think there still needs to be some kind of an FMCSA involvement in the process. Whether that comes through audits, I don't know. What we know is that the FMCSA is getting better about doing off-site audits. So traditionally, these types of audits were done on site. You would have somebody physically show up at your location and they would dig through your records and then you would end up with a safety reading after that audit. Well, when COVID hit, the FMCSA necessarily started doing more and more of those off-site where they would just request that the motor carrier upload records to the CSA system, they would review them, and then they could issue safety ratings. So that's a lot easier uh, and a lot, uh, a lot less burdensome process than having to do these on-site. I would like to see a process where maybe we use a combination of the SMS system to prioritize motor carriers for those types of audits, which is kind of how the system works now, but then rely more heavily on those offsite audits as a way to uh, potentially issue the safety rating. I just don't like tying the safety rating directly to the CSA scores, given what we know about the, uh, the problems with the SMS system in the past. We've got about a minute left here. I know you could go off on this particular subject for probably another 30 minutes or so, but just looking at possible solutions down the line, is there perhaps a way to integrate technology into this? In other words, just so that there doesn't have to be as many on-site visits. People can look up in a database and then, okay, let's make a judgment based on that as opposed to having to physically appear at someone's office. Yeah, to FMCSA's credit, one part of this advanced notice of proposed rulemaking, one question they're asking the industry to weigh in on is safety technology and whether we should give motor carriers who have installed, voluntarily installed new safety technology some kind of credit uh, so that so that they are rewarded for going above and beyond what the regulations require. And I think that's I think that's a possibility that that we should tie in. Uh, this is that whole beyond compliance thing that Congress has told FMCSA to consider for years. I think we should tie that in somehow. It's going to be interesting to see, and hopefully we get some good comments on this because I think it's it's very worthwhile to talk about and we'll take a lot of com combination of solutions from the industry 
Brandon, thank you for joining us this morning. Great to talk to you as always. Thanks, guys. All right, we'll take a short break. We'll be back with more Freight Waves now coming up after this.